0: The following is pre-recorded and edited severely for broadcast. Opinions presented are not necessarily those of the media outlet in which you are hearing this, but we can hope.
1: Hello everyone, ladies and gentlemen
2: all around the world. Stay tuned. We are taking over
1: your airwaves in 1. controversial conservative talk show host the left hates romeo hill on the romeo show and it all starts now it's
2: time to crank it up hey guys what's up it's romeo today on may 3rd 2022 it's the romeo show and you know what we do best we piss off liberals so it's time to take off some liberals with some of your daily news there's a lot going on. One lady in California that is, I guess, 77 years old, supposedly has dementia. Way worse than Biden. And she's in California. What do you expect? I don't know what to say, you guys. I mean, honestly, it's kind of creepy how uh, somebody like them, Biden supporters, supposedly get dementia. Let's be honest, I I know getting old, and no offense to Scott if he's watching Lady Scott, It it's kind of hard when you get old. I mean, you're going to have dementia, you're going to forget things, you're going to have memory lapse. Yeah, so a lady in California has dementia, and she is a California, I think, senator, if I'm correct. That's that, I guess. Uh, uh, and it's way worse than Biden supposedly, which kind of is funny for me because you know thinking about it, it, it really does make a lot of sense. That being said, speaking of Biden, Biden is just really getting screwed up here. Let me look here real quick. I'm gonna go to the URL of RightwingMedia.net. Go check us out at RightwingMedia.net. So RightwingMedia.net, check us out there. You can hear us on ACast, Podchaser, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Player FM. You can check us out there. We are live on there. But there's a video that the White House correspondent video is on RightwingMedia.net, and we've got a whole bunch of stuff on here on RightwingMedia.net. And um, one big topic is. Speaking of Biden, we have Russia threatening to nuke the UK. Hmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. Putin would play that game. But, you know, what is really weird about this is... Why would Putin threaten to go towards the UK first? Hmm. If he's already paying attention to Ukraine... Maybe it's a political game. And a lot of people are probably going to ask the same question of why, Romeo, is it happening? Why? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Putin, number one, is trying to become more powerful, maybe, possibly. This could explain possibilities, I don't know, but we have my friend over here. Scott, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Tell us what you...
0: I'm afraid to think about it.
2: I mean, why? And do you see me live on my YouTube channel right now, by the way?
0: Oh, now I
2: do. Talk to me, Scott, and tell me why do you think Putin, hey, Mindy, would do this? Do you think it's maybe partly because he wants to show how powerful he is and maybe how... Much he's able to become the biggest dictator, or do you think it's just possibly maybe he's like Biden losing his mind and just getting too power hungry
0: A lot of people think he has lost his mind
2: i I think more than one way they have thought that already I mean what I'm I'm taking my guess, and I'm going to say I think it's just he wants to try to overthrow every country he can, possibly, to... And here's why. Number one, Putin has already started a fight with Ukraine, right? So, Ukraine and him are already head-to-head. So, what would make Putin not want to go for one more country? You know what I mean? I mean... What's stopping him from possibly wanting to go for one more country?
0: He, I don't know. But he, they used to call this mutually assured destruction.
2: Yes. But I also call it a suicide mission, if you will. I, I honestly think this is a suicide mission. Because he's he's going to lose a lot of people to this. But how many people do you think, honestly, in your own opinion... Are going to be okay with him doing this. Zero. In my right. own thought. But what would make him want to do this? Well I, I've been thinking about a lot of this Scott. And you know the only thing I could come up with is power hungry. He's trying to <coughs> dominate everything he can. While still showing that he's able to maintain power in his position as a dictator. Or a supposed far... Left leaning socialist, which we know Russia is a socialist country, right?
0: Well, oh, co- even worse, communistic.
2: Communistic. Oh, that's an organic word. Communist. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry I sold that's word. I it. But he, he's trying to show that his communistic ways won't ever be destroyed. Maybe he's trying so hard to hold tight to his thoughts that. He's afraid to let go, maybe. Mm,
0: that makes sense.
2: Possibly. There's one thought. But my other thought was, what if it's not all that? What if it is possibly that Putin is becoming more bananas, where he is losing it? And he's just not recognizing the fact that he's already possibly going to lose to Ukraine or ukraine is going to could have a winning outcome to this we don't know they may or may not have a winning outcome but that ukraine right now is fighting pretty hard to fight against russia so russia maybe putin starting to see okay this whole war with ukraine is not working very well so maybe he wants to pick fights with somebody that's not as adaptable to today's society. Like I mean, not adaptable, but maybe not as powerful as like Ukraine and hit for UK. Because
0: well, no, other it, it, way around. Uh, the UK is much more, um, much more powerful than Ukraine.
2: So okay, if they are then why would Putin want to pick on them? There, there's the big question, is
0: why? Well, well, that's easy. Uh, my guess is if he were to pick directly on the U.S., that would, that could escalate with the stupid Democrats roughing things into, um, World War III.
2: But how in the heck, Scott, are you gonna tell me that the U.K., whoops, are not going to retaliate against this I mean you you look at it Scott they are going to retaliate they are going to fight back
0: right but they know that if they do they risk loss they they risk uh, being oh what would you call it um, they they risk being uh,
2: they risk, being, they risk being...
0: Go ahead. They, uh, I was just going to say, they, they would risk being... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, being fought back with.
2: But isn't that normal? I mean, think about it, though. Scott, they're going to fight back. I mean, if you had a country that did something like that, Scott, wouldn't you be like, hey, look, dude, pick on us. We're going to get you back. I mean... This is the common denomination of what socialism... I mean, this is the common denomination of socialism, is that they don't understand that even if Ukraine fights back, again, is it power? Is it greed? Is it control? What is making Putin do this? I don't know.
1: he's nuts. He's nuts.
2: Well, we know that, but could this... And I hate to use this, Scott, in the most... In today's century of the world, I hate to associate this, but Putin's almost like the 21st century Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. But...
0: And if you if you want another uh, uh, similar uh, reference, uh, a lot of people say that, uh, what do you call it, um, Biden, since he's creating that... Um, Office in the Department of Homeland Security is also becoming like Hitler as well. Because, you know, the one that disinformation uh, Mm. office.
2: And if you would like to join the conversation, go to Facebook Messenger. Message me uh, and text, or not text, but enter the word right-wing-media. And I will know that you want to be in the broadcast. Otherwise, everything else will be ignored until then. And maybe, just maybe, you might join the conversation. We like to have you on the conversation. Except maybe Scott, who might disagree with everything. Because, like Putin, Scott's nuts, but not that nuts.
0: I've heard people say otherwise.
2: But, speaking of nuts, isn't this nuts, Scott? Elon Musk! buys Twitter. Are you ready for this, Scott? You're going to love this. You're giggling. I can see you giggling already. Elon Musk bought Twitter. The libtards are going bat- (laughs) crazy. They are going bananas. They are going bat-ate crazy. They are afraid. Elon Musk is bringing back our First Amendments. That takes off the-
1: at At least
0: in one place, you know.
2: That takes off the liberals, though. Isn't that funny how, you know, you know all the liberals hate freedom of speech, but when it turns around against them, they just go bananas. Isn't that crazy?
0: Not really. It's kind of expected.
2: It's expected, but, you know, it's funny, though, Scott. you got to admit, it's funny, though. Come on. It's it's freaking funny. It's hilarious. And and here's well, why. Go ahead.
0: Uh, you were going to tell us why.
2: Because, first of all, knowing that the liberals hate us so badly, they hate patriotic people. And no, we're not talking about, like, the fake, wannabe, heavy-duty kind of fake patriotic people. But we're talking, like, the true blue American patriots. These kind of people that are true blue patriots, that love America, that love our Constitution, that love God, that stand behind what's right are being silenced and now on twitter they're no longer allowed to be silenced and every conservative is like okay you know some not every but some conservatives are kind of starting to slowly creep back in and there are some other conservatives that are kind of just and patriots that are kind of thinking you know what i'm gonna sit back and wait for a little bit and see what happens which is kind of smart. Wouldn't you agree, Scott? Oh, yeah. Or would you... What What do you think on that?
0: Uh, you know, if you sit back and, and you let the allegations run in, which is kind of what uh, Musk is doing, you then are able to gauge what's going on. And basically, <laughs> it's an old tactic. You let your opponents uh, set themselves up. And it's kind of clever.
2: It is clever. It is, because, I mean, honestly, um, you could then decide, okay, these are the kind of people that we don't want on our website. So, now we know who you are, they can basically, as Trump 2020 saying goes, drain the swamp, if you will, right? So, they can drain the swamp, Elon can do this. So this is what's crazy about this, and this is how I see this. I think that Elon Musk, he may not or may be conservative, but at least he respects freedom of speech. Uh This is what's crazy, is because a lot of people today would be sellouts. They would instantly be paid, and after they get paid, they would shut everybody up. They would, mm-hmm. they would do anything they can to kill all conservatives' voices on social media by silencing them and saying, Nope, sorry, you can't say that. Oh, well, that's sexist or racist or homophobic or Islamophobic or blah, blah, blah. Having a Confederate flag behind you like, Oh, that's racist. Kind of expect these things, but with Elon, he's just not having it. That's crazy to finally have somebody that decides, you know what, I really don't care what you libtards are going to whine about. I'm gonna make this what it once should be, a platform for all voices. That's what's crazy about it. We have not had that in a long time. We gotta take a quick commercial break. Because of Shriner's Hospitals for Children, I can play basketball. It's
1: I can write
0: my name. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love is caring for a child, regardless of the family's ability to pay. If you know a child we can help, visit ShrinersHospitalsForChildren.org.
1: Many of us have been affected by a family member, a loved one, or a friend who has contemplated or died by suicide.
0: Each year, for each person that dies by suicide, 316 others consider taking their own life. But don't go through with it.
1: People can and do find a way to get help to cope through these suicidal moments every day. There is no shame if you or a loved one are contemplating suicide. Please know that support is available.
0: Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 for support.
1: The Lifeline is available 24-7 across the United States and is free and confidential.
2: And we're back with the show. That was a great commercial. Thank you, Bob. By the way, that was a spectacular uh, little giddy-up commercial there. Boy, we got to use Bob a lot now, don't we?
0: Oh, and, and you know what I was thinking, um, why, which is important for me to think occasionally. Um, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: I, I was going to make some really bad pun about, uh, I don't know, I had a Biden moment and forgot about it, so if it comes to me later, um,
1: you know, well, like it uh, probably comes to Diane Feinstein, you know,
0: She's the new uh, uh, punch line for uh, memory loss and so on. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know, Rob.
2: Well, we'll dip into that, no pun intended, later.
0: Oh,
2: oh. Organic. That was organic. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was a good callback. <laughs> yes. That I, I've no. Come on, you gotta give me that one. That I have not done that in a long time.
1: That's what your girlfriend said.
2: Hey now, I mean, earlier we talked about you not being able to taste because of you dipping. And I was mentioning to Scott, well, of course, you know he's like Biden. He doesn't have a taste in women or anything, so maybe that's why he can't taste very much. No pun, no, no hard feelings there, pal. I still love you.
0: Thank you so
2: much. <laughs> Even though you
0: right now? Well, I just had to give it a try, you know.
2: That's what everybody says until they end up finding out. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Elon Musk is going after to the left now? Did I hear that correctly?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he's going after the left, yeah. I mean, and <sighs> yeah, part of me is thinking, you know, what if this is not politically motivated? What if he's just trying to get back some of the money that the liberals have uh, yanked away from him by just doing some uh oh what would you call it some more um, stunts yeah and a stunt yeah
2: now i mean maybe but you know let's take one step further and scott you are a journalist so you'll follow Bye. me on this but let's go one step further
1: okay
2: what if Elon Musk maybe is not Democrat or liberal. What if he's just doing this to show that politics should not be what makes a use of like any social media be the biggest thing, or should not be what deciphers people. Hey, David. Oh, he's not. Oh, David says that he is a capitalist, not politically yeah. humiliated. So I was going to get to that. So that's
1: that. what I was thinking.
2: Mm hmm. But what I was thinking was that Elon Musk is trying to show that you should have every right to say what you feel, whether you're left or right, or whether. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, yeah. he, mean, he
0: just he, wants he, to make it. I a, mean, yeah, I, I pre- I, okay, I was just going to say, I predict his next thing is he's going to go the Biden administration information um, office and start knocking that. And people at this Maybe. point will listen to him because he's got their attention. I really think that's a possibility.
2: It may be, but, you know, that, that leads to another question. What if he does buy out YouTube? That, that, would would be really... a, that would be the next step. But that Google, okay, here's the thing.
0: Google is owned by uh, Alphabet Inc., uh, which is a holding company. And let's see, who is the real owner of Google? Uh, Sergey Brin and Larry Page. Okay. All right, so the other...
2: Now let's do research and see how much is Google worth. Okay. That's probably so, nothing for Elon. I bet you anything.
0: Okay. Uh, so if he's just going to buy the whole thing or the holding company?
2: Whichever. Well, he's got enough money to buy both, I know that.
0: Okay. Uh, Google LLC, known as Alphabet Inc., has a total net worth of $1,611 billion. 1, billion.
2: And he paid 44 Million or billion for Twitter? I think it was forty-four.
0: Uh, his cost to buy Twitter. Yeah, forty-four billion. So
2: that's nothing. That's a piggy bank.
0: That's like for him. Well, let's see. Elon Musk net worth. I put Elon Musk net worth. Let's see.
2: Sorry, Elon. We love you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, right now sixty-four (laughs) point six billion. So, he doesn't have enough to, to put up for the, for the whole thing. Let's just try YouTube uh, net worth. Let's try YouTube. Okay, now he could maybe do that. $160 billion. Just YouTube alone.
2: And think about it, though. If you buy YouTube, a whole bunch of Republicans and conservatives, I mean, he could buy a whole bunch. I mean, he could buy YouTube up. David said, it's funny to think about money with numbers that large. Seems made up. LOL. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, his net worth is $264 billion, so he would still have
0: about $50 billion left over, which, relatively speaking for him, is uh, just the side of chump change. I think we joked about that off-air.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, Elon... <sighs> Elon definitely, he could buy YouTube, and then conservatives would definitely want to stay. Now, the liberals, I know, would hate that. But, you know, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of talk about, like, anti-capitalism, and I hear it all the time in my neck of the woods of anti-capitalism, and how capitalism's so bad, but, you know...
0: Well, you're up in Seattle, I mean, don't you have my
1: fiancée for there?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: We have Antifa here in Seattle. But, you know, what's funny about this is that, like, you got to think about this, though. When you talk about, like, anti-capitalism, how how would you get your money if there's no such thing as capitalism?
0: Well, here's the thing. the Antifa and a lot of other people are living in a fiscal dream world uh, or a financial dream world. They just think they're going to be able to subsist and exist and, and so on, on um, hardly anything. It's like, that don't happen, kids.
2: Well, you know, there was a song that
0: kind of came to my head. A world
2: of pure imagination.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which I understand is a... Uh, I was going to make some uh, joke about... Yes,
2: I guess. David says, I'm hoping the, his purchase of Twitter just brings fairness to the level of speech. Either ban the French from both sides, or ban nothing.
0: hmm Well, it would be a big thing if they don't ban anything, and the social discourse that happened before, uh, especially before they started attacking Trump, will return, then we're going to have people of every walk of life being able to not whether they have money or not, to start criticizing and investigating and forcing us to look at uh, the Biden administration. I mean, it's like, uh, what was that old uh, quote from one of the Shakespeare plays, The Fault, Dear Brutus, is not in our stars, it is in ourselves. And we let
1: these things happen, and some of the dumb EPs, uh, if the biden enough of them with or without uh, intervention in games and so on and they're paying for it i mean the guy won't even uh live up to his campaign promises of uh just you know getting rid of uh,
0: student loans i mean now he's going oh well uh, you know and that's even his most coherent moments explaining it
1: <laughs> but and then of course uh, the the uh Orwellian
0: 1984-ish double talk of Jen Pizaki you know telling us what we should think about issues like that I'm, I'm just annoyed with uh, call her raggedy Ann. I'm annoyed with her too you know I really am
2: well you're gonna be more annoyed because um, there's a lot of people talking about trying to investigate MSNBC already said it that they're gonna try to investigate the January 6th Insurrection again. They're going to try to mm-hmm. charge Trump again. Under okay. Well,
0: well there's a, there's a problem there. You've got <laughs> double jeopardy, which is uh, a federal part of the.
1: Though I think it's the exactly. bill or whatever that you can't be
0: charged twice for the same
1: offense.
2: Yeah, and, and David just said, I feel like healthcare. Oh, I feel like Biden's failure to deliver some of those promises is going to seriously hurt the Dems in November. It is. Student loan, healthcare, yeah. police reform. Those were three big issues he made fake promises about. Yeah, and even he promised to try to get rid of police. He he stood with BLM. I mean, look what BLM did. We've already talked about Black Lives Matter, and we we talked about this a long time ago, Skye about how the yeah. Democrats were taking money from not just BLM, but they were taking money from their predecessors, from people that supported the Democratic Party. They were just taking the money and grabbing. So it was like Dining, dining Dash, basically, is what they were doing.
0: Well, it's like, and then there's uh, inconsistencies with how the Democrats handle uh, or mishandle or mangle a lot of the people who do affiliate with them. I mean, for example, remember about a year or two ago when Pelosi had some people from the Antifa and other similar agencies, aid groups, whatever you want to call them, organizations, camping out in her front yard. She, she had them evicted off her property. I mean, gee, that, does, that just sounds so sympathetic, doesn't it? It, it, it sounds actually disingenuous as hell.
2: It does, but, you know, what's really sad is you say that they don't know how to handle anything. Look at how Biden's handling the Putin situation.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, there supposedly may or may not be things that are happening that are behind the scenes that we don't know that's going on, that we don't know what is being done to handle the situation, but in a way, you know... They are very disingenuous about their promises. They're very oh, yeah. good at lying. They're good oh, yeah. at using words to to sound um, objective or abs- kind of ambiguous. That oh, yeah, makes-
1: and
0: and when they're they're really subjectively hiding what they you know what the real intent is, and so on. It's like. Did you, you know, at rightwingmedia.net,
1: we had the uh, one of the videos, I forget who we got it from, that
0: um, we've got a link to it of the Russian media uh, saying, oh yeah, if uh, anybody in the West, especially the UK, gets involved, we're going to nuke and da-da-da. You look at that video and... They were reading off teleprompters they were they had their producers and directors tell them, Okay, here is what we're going to let you say, here's what we really want you to say,
1: here is the super objective in what you are going to do. Uh the
0: camera. I mean they they didn't look frightened, but they were no. they looked practiced.
2: But and then that, that is the other thing too, is that you mentioned it too on air, I think before, with how ...they played... ...they they love to play with... ...emotions... ...like they're very good at being... ...well... ...used... ...when it comes to like... ...okay... ...if we can emotionally... ...attach ourselves to a certain situation now... ...and then... ...be able... ...to sound like... ...okay we feel sorry for this situation... They use the emotions as a tool to manipulate what is mm-hmm. being not really either needed to be done or they're just trying to hide ways. David says, how odd is the Hunter Biden was connected to the Ukraine with the laptop and his business dealing with the power company and then now there's a violent conflict between Russia and Ukraine?
0: No, really, that was, that's actually kind of awkward. And I don't, and I, and I've been feeling very, very
1: awkward about it in supporting Ukraine, because Hunter
0: Biden was what on the board of a, of a gas conglomerate, you know, gas company conglomerate, and getting oh, yeah. money, and and now we're supporting Ukraine on what seems to be a very good bunch of reasons. You know, now I'm kind of having slight second thoughts, except for the fact that are being dispelled by Putin threatening nuclear war with anybody who sides. I mean, I I really would like to get the Hunter Biden issue cleared before we go too much further with this conflict. I'm not going to call it a war, but we need to get this cleared up before the conflict. And people in Washington seem to be afraid of doing that. Because it's going to, I I, I feel, it's going to come back to haunt and slam Biden very badly. And once we take that issue out of the equation, the question becomes, okay, what do we have left? Now we just have a conflict going on. If we can get through the Hunter Biden thing, maybe we can find out what's really going on in Putin's brain.
2: Well, and... You know, there is there is that other problem that we have here, Scott, which is, you know, David just said it, creates a conflict of interest in his opinion. It does, because why, you know, it's almost like what Hillary Clinton did with the emails. It was very sneaky how she was able to say, well, we can't have anybody you know, trying to mess up the to- the election, but then what did she do?
0: We, yeah, and suppose, supposedly she had her own server in her <coughs> private residence, and there were concerns brought out that it was not configured with enough government-level
1: safeguards to be considered uh, safe. And, yeah. you know, but yet she still did it, and then uh, look where that investigation has gone—nowhere as well.
2: That that does kind of make sense because, like here here here's my thought, two cents into this. If you think about this, you know how politics can be kind of a cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. What if politically she was using that as a way to try to possibly almost. Do like the Nixon kind of thing. Where she was trying to get favoritism on her side from outside sources. But when the outside sources were part of a different country that should not have been used in our electoral system, how did that work? Well, like the question you just asked... It didn't do jack shit. Pardon my
1: French.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, also along those lines, you had um, with Nixon, what he was doing, and I'm old enough to to say this because I lived through it, you know, I was a little kid at the time, but he, as part of his second election or re-election campaign, was bugging people in the Democratic Party and embarrassing people who at that point in the 70s you couldn't say oh yeah I I see a psychiatrist And you know that's at that point was if you were a public figure uh, in the government that would have been like the death knell uh, for and he tried to do that one of their campaign advisors Daniel Ellsberg um, but the way he did it was illegal you know going in and having people call the plumbers the offices of the Democratic National Committee, and his uh, what do you call it, uh, bugging himself, bugging and not telling people that the Oval Office was recording their discussions and so on. Uh, Nixon tossed ethics out the window, essentially, and and threw the, de- the Republican Party uh, under the bus. From I mean for time to come. I mean, it didn't get, what do you call it, uh, redeemed until, I think, until Ford uh, came in and normalized things. And then you have later on in the 80s, things became better with Reagan, who uh, fortunately was uh, president during a time of great political and social and economic growth. it, it didn't uh, bounce back. It took, uh, you know, almost a decade. And I, right now, the Democrats are wallowing in their own version of, of Watergate. Um, but, I mean, it's based on Clinton's cheesy server. Uh, Hunter Biden's um, questionable dealings with Ukraine gas company. Allegations of now that have come out uh, that uh, Joe Biden, the President uh, got some uh, money action off of his son, you know, I, I, it just seems like uh, every, every, everybody that gets in power, one time or the other, is himself over, sorry to use that expression, uh, but uh, you know, at least some of them are more honest, and I think the Republicans have been more honest about when they get caught with their hands in the cookie jar or whatever, than the Democrats or especially the liberals. Period.
2: But you know, you you mentioned that there was Ronald Reagan, who warned us. Um, which I you know I gotta be fairly honest here about this. I
1: hope he would be.
2: Who would have known that a long time ago, before these liberals today were to come? Who would have known about this, and how? It's almost, I hate to use the TV show Doctor Who, but it would, it almost makes me feel like Ronald Reagan might have been a time traveler of some
0: sort. There you go again. You know, it's just, uh,
2: instead of uh, Daleks, I had jelly beans to work with. Very nice. He
0: kept jelly beans on his desk.
2: Yes, and I hope they're not the black licorice, because, ugh, I hate the licorice ones.
0: Actually, I like the the black licorice. You know, black licorice... Lives uh, matter. Lives matter,
2: yeah. Boy, we're going to have to start a new slogan here, kids.
0: Yeah, black licorice lives matter, or black licorice... B-L-L-M.
2: Black licorice lives matter. Yeah. But, no, think about this, though. How in the heck can a president... From a long time ago, know what's going to come today.
0: I have the answer for that. Go ahead. California has always been ahead of the curves, uh, not psychologically, um, socially and economically. In the 90s, when uh, they started having all all their financial troubles behind, because you've got the other people who are Democrats for the problems when they ignore the things that go beyond behaviors, when they ignore the things that go beyond trends that uh, just have a warped view of society you have to look at what is actual criminality going on, what is actual um, drain of resources you know
2: yeah And well-known people that were back in those days that were Democrats were not as heavy socialist version of Democrats like they are today, but Mm -hmm. the way that, you know, you said Reagan was ahead of his time knowing these things...
0: Because they happened in California.
2: They happened in California... But why didn't people take Reagan's warning? And, and you know, you got to think Reagan must be rolling in his grave right now or rolling in, you have to pardon the pun, rolling on his jelly bean grave.
0: Maybe, but uh, I can actually answer that too. Reagan was considered a bit of a, of a cartoonish stereotype, by, especially by the left. Yeah, and he wasn't entirely taken seriously as he should have been, because people kept
1: going back to the
0: mantra, "Oh, he's just been an actor." You know, um, who who else has been? You know, every politician has has been an. It seems like a lot. Not every, but a lot of them have been actors, or have had the guest role on Saturday Night Live, or have become. A, a parody of themselves, even in popular culture. But... So it's like, duh.
2: But the, the, the problem that I have is, is that what would make anyone want to take somebody that was a TV actor seriously? Because you think now of, like, actors and how they portray themselves with their privilege... And, yes, Mm -hmm. they do have privilege. And, no, it's not white privilege or black privilege or whatever color skin privilege. We're talking, like, wealth privilege.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, I take uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex more seriously for all the charity work they've done than some of these guys and gals in office, in legitimate offices in politics.
2: But... I agree with that, but we'll get back to that in a moment, but I was going to say, why should we take actors and actresses seriously, especially in a now situation, where they think that they know what's best for us, but they don't, because what do they do? They virtual signal. They're privileged. Uh And no, we're not talking like, we're, we're not talking like, again, skin color privilege, we're talking like these kind of people that every day say that men are toxic masculinity men. Why should we take them seriously? Well, back then, when Reagan was around, we didn't have that kind of problem. We didn't have these kind of things that we do now. we might have, but not as heavy as we do now, if, if I'm correct.
0: Well, actually, here's the thing. You're correct, but our brothers and sisters in the mainstream media... Granted, we're just Tier 3 media, but the Tier 1 media, is
1: they're the ones who are the agenda setters. They're the ones who are, quote-unquote, guilty of amplifying certain
0: issues.
2: Yeah, they sensationalize things. Yeah. And, And that's another problem, is that back then, way when, before even TVs were created, a lot of the news came from radios. So, Mm -hmm. you would have mom and dad sit around the radio with a cup of coffee and listen to what's going on. And we're talking probably what, maybe mid 40s, 50s, maybe 60s, somewhere in there, if I'm correct. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd say the big shift, you're right, the big shift actually came in the 60s when every evening we saw the mixtures of the vietnam war
1: we saw what the the north um the uh
0: the north vietnamese communists were trying to do to the south vietnamese and we got involved to quote unquote help to keep democracy which didn't quite work over there Uh, in fact it's gone so bad it's now we now have k-pop i'm
1: sorry i couldn't resist making that uh Crazy Daisy chain of
0: logic, but seriously, it wasn't till the '60s, and then we saw not just that every night, but we saw people who are now the Antifa. You know, I mean that just switch uh, counter counter uh, culture to switch that now with Antifa, saying, "Yeah, we need better uh, economy. We don't need bias in the police force. Yada yada yada." Gee. This has been up 50 years ago, and it still hasn't been corrected. But we, until the 60s, we didn't know that there were these problems.
1: And like you said, you see it on TV. It, be, it becomes something that
0: eventually goes into the minds of the politicians. It's something that's valid. Once they, Then they will co-opt it and start using that as their own even though it wasn't their original idea. It was the media going, hmm, we found this really cool visual here of this march. Wow, uh, well, let's see, what's the issue? Uh, forget the issue, says the producer. Let's just, uh, you know, we'll talk about that later when we have some time to kill in the studio, but let's put up that really compelling march. That's, that's still the, the way the tier one media is thinking and phrasing and putting everything out for people to look at, we just have more platforms, but nobody's taking no, I won't say nobody, not enough people uh, are taking the time to look at these issues and go, hey, this doesn't quite make total sense.
2: But isn't it also kind of counterintuitive argument to say, hey, this is happening when we are part of the media? Because we could also argue and say about ourselves, um, because we are part of the media situation, and, you know, how...
0: But but your take, I mean, on your show, for example, and on my show, we take the time to look at these and go, there's something weird going on we need to discuss. And I'm guilty of this to a degree, I'll admit I don't take that much time to fully discuss everything. A lot of times I'll just go, hmm, this seems to be an inconsistency, and this looks like yada, yada. But you're going much deeper into the issues. More deeply, whatever, you get the idea.
2: Boy, I, I don't know how to explain that one. I mean, we could dive deep into that. Uh, oh gosh. I, I, I don't know. I, I hang around Scott too much, and sometimes I just get these weird... Creepy sensations of saying things that have almost like a callback or a—I mm-hmm. don't know how to explain—organicness. Oh boy, I organic, orgasmic. How
0: about uh, authentic? I mean, you are very authentic.
2: Well, I, at least I'm not
0: synthetic. Uh, so yeah, okay. Right now, it's a matter of who's less wrong, and in whose opinion are they less wrong or more right? Wait. No, I mean, that's that's a big problem.
2: Did you say less wrong?
0: Too wrong to no, no make a long. right. Oh, God. I had a feeling you'd you'd do a call back into that old comedy routine about the, uh, the uh, pilots uh, oh, at, who had the...
2: Uh, Scott, um, we do actually... Hold on. Uh, let me grab some here. Uh, oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, there's... There's some notes here that I gotta uh, find. Oh, here it is. Oh, thank God I found my notes. Um, we do have. I'm
0: gonna have fun editing this.
2: I wonder how the producers allowed this. How did the producers allow this? I mean, this sounds like something biting would fall for.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, a lot of Democrats would fall for as long. Uh,
2: Scott, I have a uh, new gimmick now. Oh, you do? Yes, um, hold on. Um, oh, this no. is the man from the South who is knowing all, sees, he, he knows all, he's the greatest. He's from the South? Yes, from the South. Okay, and I can do that, yeah. he has a ability, a impeccable ability... To, Impeccable. Yes. Very organic work here, people.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: uh, to read and be able to see things through a, con- a letter that was sealed in a jar of Tabasco sauce.
1: Ooh.
0: That I've heard. So it's a, a letter that was sealed in Tabasco sauce. So it's and a red letter.
2: A red letter. And <laughs> nobody. 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 No, it's the content. Absolutely nobody. Nobody oh. knows the content okay. of those letters except the great okay. Romac himself.
0: The great Romac,
2: okay. The great Romeoac. Well, Romeoac?
0: Romeo-ac. That, sound, that, sound, that sounds like a. Uh, we ought to use that for a slogan. Are you a Romeoac?
2: If you like the Romeo Hill show, you're a Romeoac. <clears throat> and, uh. Yeah, should
0: we go get him, Scott? Uh, great oh, yeah, romance. Sure. That might be. A, that might be a good way to end the show. Uh, well, well People, hole, was, people you, wait! I've got to. I've got to say this. People listening on our various channels, uh, Romeo has just put on a uh, Western cowboy hat. So. This, this you oh. Uh, yeah, makes you look shadier than than normal because you can't see your eyes too much.
2: Uh, you are correct, sir. <laughs> oh. That's what...
0: You you are correct, sir.
2: uh, Y'all are correct, Um, (laughs) y'all. Oh, my God. uh, That's not what Ed McMahon said when he fell in a pile of horse dun. May a thousand piles of horse manure fall upon your sister's wedding. Ooh, yuck. Uh, I will read to you the letter. Okay. Nancy Pelosi... Joe Biden, and a Catholic priest.
1: Nancy Pelosi, Joe
0: Biden, and a Catholic priest.
2: That's what I said. Y'all are correct. Yes.
0: yes. What does the letter say?
2: <laughs> Johnny Carson is rolling over in his grave now.
0: <sighs>
2: Name two things that sound like they would be certifiably oh for you to say eligible for support by the Democratic Party two
0: just two which one would not be eligible for support by the Democratic Party
2: I think somebody in NBC or CBS or CNN right now might be rolling in a pile of cow manure thank you great Scott for allowing me from the south here I hope you all have a good evening and I'll see y'all next time.